mind, body, spirit. The martial arts are a way of life. Attack Life, Not Others is an insight into that life with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. Our show is Attack Life, Not Others. Attack life. It's a little hard to attack life and live to your fullest and thrive and attack life if you're not feeling well and you're not looking as good as you could. Now, I'm not talking about vanity and and not looking good, but if you don't carry yourself because you can't, because you don't feel well, it hurts your mind, it hurts your body, it hurts your spirit, and you therefore cannot attack life. So with us in studio once again is Dr. Albert Peters from the Center for Anti-Aging Medicine and Hormone Wellness. Al, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much. Great to have you back. Thank you, Tim. If you missed the previous episode, check it out. We were talking about the blue zones throughout the world. People in those areas have lived to 100 years plus with a good quality of life. And then there are nine elements, nine things that people in those zones seem to all follow. And I think, too, the correlation between how the martial arts is, I'm going to say pretty much 90% of those. That makes that connection for me. Well, that's another reason why we like having Al here, because not just being a doctor and he deals in wellness, he's a martial artist. He's a martial artist, yeah. It's very interesting, the styles he practices, Chinese martial arts specifically. Right. Kung Fu, Tai Chi, Qi Kung. So it's it's really neat how you integrate that into your practice of Western medicine and Eastern philosophy. Yeah. Nobody's going to rub this country down with a good bar of soap and clean it up overnight. But what we can do is exactly what I saw the other day. As you know, I'm a private detective. I didn't know if you know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I do a lot of work. And I'm in a bad area of town. Not bad is a bad word. Uh, just not a really cleaned up area of town. And as I'm driving around looking for this particular site, Everything around it was pretty wrecked except for this one house. I was in awe. I couldn't believe it. It was clean (laughs) from every angle. And in the backyard, they had thousands and thousands of flowers that were integrated with trees and a backyard that I would have sat in and just fell asleep. In the midst of all the chaos, this one person, our family, had created a paradise. And that is what I'm trying to do here, is to take this concept, this idea, that chaos is crazy, but you can still create your own paradise in your backyard and in your own home. So we have three more that we want to do today and then talk another three later on. Yeah. So the, the where we'll are we on continue number? from where we left off. We what talked we about moving naturally. We've talked about purpose and we talked about downshifting. All right. So we're on number five. No, this is number four. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking it. <laughs> All right. The 80% rule in Okinawa, the blue zone there, uh, people remind themselves to stop eating when their stomachs are only 80% yeah. full. <laughs> Well, my parents always forced me to finish right. everything finish on the your plate. plate. Finish yeah. your plate. Did you, ever, did you ever have a liver? Yes, and I hated it. My mother made me finish it. Me too. And I can remember <laughs> With the onions, to, right? I, oh, terrible. I, could, I tried to feed it to the dog. He wouldn't eat it either. <laughs> but that was bad, right? I mean, yeah. but yet they were came from a generation of the Depression and World War II. Yeah. They were taught and not just taught, but they lived the life that nothing got wasted. Of course. Whatever you put on your plate. Go away, you better eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So what does this mean? But I think we indulge, as Americans, we indulge too much. If you just look around, all the restaurants, they're upsizing their portions. And people eat it even yeah. after they're full. I love that 80% rule. I talk to my patients about that. I tell them, stop eating as soon as you start to feel yourself getting full. 
because the message from your stomach to your brain is actually delayed. So that distension of the stomach releases hormones that get picked up by the brain. It takes a little while for the brain to pick that up. You're going to continue to eat when you don't really need that extra 20, 25% of calories. And what does that do to you? It just adds additional weight. Oh my gosh. Over time. In fact, I think in this article, they mentioned it, that if people actually followed that 80% rule, 17 pounds, they would lose 17 pounds in the course of a year. Oh my gosh. That's that's awesome. And think about the health benefits of that. And look at the supersizing at McDonald's and Burger King and they're huge and it's diet Coke and Coke and Oh my gosh. It's the worst (laughs) thing you can drink. Yes. The worst thing in the world. All this stuff's wrong. Absolutely. We have to get back to eating whole foods. Everything is processed now. And you brought something up very interesting before our ancestors and our parents and their parents. They didn't necessarily eat the best foods. The thing of it is the foods they ate were more organic. They didn't have the nasty things added to them like hormones and and chemicals that we have today. But they also, our ancestors exercised more, not the kind of exercise we do, not going to the gym and doing interval workouts. They walked, they Mm -hmm. lifted things, they did manual work. And all of that stuff combined helped to, you know, process the foods that they did eat. Today, we're not doing exercise like we should. We're eating foods that are not organic, that are laced with hormones, and we're eating way too much of them. And it's got a really bad effect on the body. So how does that all happen? I mean, why are we eating foods that are wrong? Like, why is this even being produced? Is it because mass production of foods in this country that everything has to be just delivered by U.S. foods on a large scale to feed the population? Is that what's yeah. going on? I, I think that's part of it. I think the number of farms in our country have decreased. Mm-hmm. So that puts more pressure on the farms that exist. They have to produce foods that are bigger supposedly better. So to do that, they start using chemicals and hormones yeah. in the plants and in the animals. And then we get the downstream effect of that. Yeah. Well, so what, what can we do? We've got, I know what my wife and I do, and we preach this to our patients. We, we try to eat as much organic as we can. We limit red meats in our house to maybe once every two weeks. Yep. We eat a lot of chicken. Our dinners are a protein and two vegetables. Very few times during the week, we'll add a starch or a carbohydrate to that. Carbohydrates are also very difficult on our bodies. It makes us release insulin. Insulin causes fat deposition in the central part of the body. So there's a lot we can do, but... What about snacks, like late night snacks? Yeah. I mean, most snacks are going to be loaded with carbohydrates, and that's the worst time to eat them at night because your body has to process them and you're not active. So if you're going to eat carbohydrates, you do that when you're more active, and that's generally not at night. Do you eat like four small amounts or five small amounts during the course of the day? Or do you follow a practice like we used to mm-hmm. when we were kids, you know, morning, noon, and night, you know, three meals a day? Yeah. So I do believe eating the three meals is important. Your body generally needs that on certain time intervals, but you should also be supplementing in between so that you're not having the ups and downs in blood sugar and insulin levels. Um, so we'll have our three meals. In the morning, we usually start out with the protein smoothie. 20 grams of protein, all organic stuff in that smoothie. We'll snack on nuts and fruit during the course of the day. Try not to eat processed things. Yeah, yeah. And processed food would be um, lunch meat. Anything that comes in a bag that's prepared. Prepare a box. (laughs) So it goes through a process. Yes, Yes. lunch meat is also a good example. Lots of nitrates and things in there that are not good for you. Do you believe in raw fish? Well, I'm not a fish eater myself. No, but I mean sushi, but or you think it's healthy? It's very high in protein. The things I worry about are mercury levels and different things that are now, unfortunately, in the oceans that weren't 
you know, there when our ancestors were growing up. And I think in these blue zone areas, they're minimal because these areas are somewhat isolated mm -hmm. geographically too, which I think is a blessing for them. Yeah. Yeah. One more thing for you. I'm yeah. training for the, my night of training. Okay. So I want to get ready martial arts or whatever, running or whatever I do. Yeah. Do you have any power pack that you do an hour to two or three hours before you go into that set of training? Do you have anything to get yeah. you, get you ready to go? Yeah, I think you do need to prepare your body physically and mentally. But from a physical standpoint, I think when you're going into a hard workout, um, I do triathlons and uh, those are daunting exercises. So when I'm going into a triathlon or training for them, protein is the number one macronutrient that you want to make sure you're getting enough of. And there are ways to calculate that for your body. Some nutrients you could take before going into heavy exercise, CoQ10, coenzyme Q10. It helps our muscles generate a molecule called ATP, which our muscles need for energy. All of our skeletal muscles in our heart need that. So there are lots of things you can do going into a training session to optimize your performance. In layman terms, peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter is good. It's got protein. A piece of leftover chicken breast uh, that you had for dinner last night. Okay. Um, I think too many people say, oh, I'm going for a workout. Let me stop and grab a candy bar or a donut. That's the worst thing worst you could thing have. Do. Worst yeah. thing you could do. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. While we're talking about food, the next element from the power nine from these blue zones happens to be plant slant. Beans, lots of beans, black beans, lentils, you name it. It's a cornerstone of most centenarian diets. Mm. All five? All five blue zones? Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a good one. Um, beans are a way of eliminating or reducing the amount of red meat that you have to put in your diet because- okay. Beans and legumes carry with them a lot of protein. A cleaner protein. It's a cleaner protein. But you do have to be careful because beans also carry carbohydrates. Mm. Uh, so if I had my choice of a piece of chicken or a bowl of beans, I'd probably go with the chicken. But beans offer a lot of other nutrients too. So as a recap here, very interesting here, by the way. You're saying that um, we're the same age for the most part. Our parents, even though they didn't have the best food, Right. Or they repeated to eat the mashed potatoes and, you know, the, mm -hmm. the heavy stuff. But they moved a lot. And they didn't have the constant distraction, the computer and the cell phone and all this other stuff that creates more of a sedentary life. Excellent way to say it, Tim. But they were also unplugged, yeah. just like the suggestion in that article. Um, they didn't have the stresses that we have. My father worked hard. My father was a, a mechanic, owned a gas station. Yeah. He worked from 6 in the morning till 7 at night. But he came home had dinner, and plopped himself on the couch and watched TV. Yeah. He didn't worry about stuff. And it, we're constantly plugged in. What's going to happen tomorrow? I have to prepare for this. I have to prepare for that. It's a whole different lifestyle. And then you turn on the television and you listen to the news at night, and that really stresses me out before I go to bed because right. there's nothing good. Nope. It's really nasty stuff. It uh, is. So it's, it's almost like the coin has flipped, so yeah. to speak. So here we have what we're supposed to be with all this technology. We're supposed to have a better world. We're supposed to have a better way of life, but we don't. No. So we move less and we have all these distractions. We're plugged in all the time. So we must charge up our batteries more. We must prepare our bodies, prepare our minds, and prepare our spirit and know and be aware that we're kind of walking uphill. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah.
Mind, body, spirit. I like that. Let's move on to number six. You're going to like this, Tim. Wine at five. I do. I'm People sorry. in all the blue zones. <laughs> sorry. I, you know, there's two things. I still have coffee in the morning, but I must say that I don't need as much. You could tell I'm a little gypped up now. Uh, only It's only a, only a cup and a half. Really, I'm getting away with it. And the other thing is my wine at night. I do love it. My wife and I experience that together. We sit down. We talk about the day. It's nice. I'm with my best friend. We're chilling out. Got the dogs in front of me. I can't give that up. I don't want to give it up. But no, it, it and sounds, people in it, these zones drink it moderately. Yeah, you shouldn't give it up. You shouldn't give it up. It's a good thing for you in moderation. One well, or, you're saying two bottles two is too much. No, two glasses. Two glasses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll work on that. But you know what it says here? What you already talked about? Two glasses a day with family, friends, or food. Right, so yeah. you're doing it with your family, and your friends. You know, it's such a science because you go over to Italy and that's what they do. They give you grapes, cheese, and wine. Mm -hmm. And they're all smiling. And they have these little roads and they're kind of happy people. Absolutely. You know, here you, you go to a restaurant, you get smacked with dessert and Diet Coke. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. So that's probably your favorite if you had to pick a favorite of all yeah, nine elements. It is. And, you know, kind of, too, the thing with wine and, and sitting down is you reflect on the day. Absolutely. You reflect on where you've been, where you're going, what you want to do, where your kids are, where life is. And it kind of gets you pumped up for the next day coming around. So I yeah. agree. All right. Al, please join us again. I know you will for another episode. We'll continue with three more elements for people in these blue zones do. Very quickly, again, your website for your practice. Yes. Uh, thank you for having me. This has really been a lot of fun thank and you. educational, I think. The name of the practice is the Center for Anti-Aging Medicine and Hormone Wellness. And our website is hormonewellness.net. I have a question for you. Uh, yes. When you say anti-aging, people all of a sudden think, well, I'm 60. I need to get started in that. When you say anti-aging and somebody's listening to the show and they're in their 30s or 40s, what is your age group that you work with? I, that's a great question, Tim. I see patients anywhere from adolescents to 90 years old or okay. beyond. You know, the term anti-aging, we're all going to age. Yeah. It's really about trying to slow that process down and make it as healthy as possible. My goal in life would be to get to be 95, go to sleep and die. Yeah. I want to die healthy. Yeah. I don't want to die in a nursing home or be in a nursing home when I'm 70 and wait till I'm 90 to die. Yeah, That's I not know. life. No, it's not. You know, and it, it's funny you said that because when my parents were old, they both were uh, in their 90s mm -hmm. and they both were at the end. We took care of them. We had an apartment for them and it got to the point where my mom had dementia and my dad, when he was young, had polio. So he couldn't get around. He had a good mind, but physically he was incapable. My mom was capable but her mind was gone. Yeah. But they lived a good life, a long life. And then we had to take them into a home at the end that could care for them. Yeah. And what I saw there scared the heck out of me. Yes. A lot of younger people, 20 years younger, that were in this place, to me, it was like hell. But yet, when my, when my mom died, my mom died, my dad was there. I didn't make it. I couldn't get over there quick enough. And, um, you know, my mom winked at my dad, and so she, she passes away. My dad, in front of all the nurses, says, I'll see you soon. Oh, wow. Within, within 48 hours, he passed. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's a cool way to end the show about life. The notebook. Remember the movie. It is yeah. a notebook. Yeah. But a notebook. life, I believe life continues on. Yeah. And in a way, if you have a soulmate and you have a support system, that's all. It's, it's, it's life can be great and so much more worthwhile. <laughs> it's interesting so, you yeah. say that on the next episode, the support system. We're going to get more into that, so make sure to check that out. Thanks for being here for this episode. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, 
go to hoovercarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation, creation. Steve Mittman social media.com. 